So what are you doing to look after yourself? I've been running every day. How far are you gone? Anything between three and five miles. That, so that, that, that's been, if you've done the five mile, where have you gone? Here's the thing, probably exposing a wider social problem. As a runner, you're very conscious of yourself that you're sweating and and all of that sort of stuff, particularly now that the hot weather's got up. So I always take particular care to cross the road if a pedestrian's coming my way to like not expose them or be exposed. So trying to keep the, the two metre distance or more if I can create it. Typically go to Braunston Park and then get to the middle of Braunston Park and jog back and that's three miles or go up to the top of the park and along Hinkley Road which is again three miles so that if I'm not feeling particularly energetic that's that's what I'll do but the park has been full of people more than I've ever known so I go run running's not unusual for me I go running all year round in the summer I, I will run in the park and it is not as busy as it is currently that's not a criticism of people people are obviously taking their entitlement but there are people out on the streets and st- there are people out on the streets unnecessarily that that's the the only way I can they're not they're not running they're not I mean I don't know what everybody's doing and 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 things are quieter in certain spaces but they it would appear to me there are lots of people out when the hot weather comes that are, who are out because they're enjoying hot weather what uh, time are you going out uh so this is another interesting thing I tried to move my time of going out to try and avoid these crowds and today was the earliest run that I did which was about just after 9 9 a.m and it was really quiet yeah so, so whether like throughout the day people think get really bored and think I'm I'm gonna go and take a walk now or or, or whatever but well so you're five you're five miler then what are you doing a second circuit or something no so so I went from my house through Braunston around Braunston Park onto the ring road then to the top of Glenfield Road, down oh, back. Down Glenfield Road and back. Nice, 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 nice. We, yeah. um, I've been out each day. Other than, uh, in spite of the fact that obviously I've got an old man's back and I've and I've knackered my old man back with um, planking. The issue was that I, my planking was going really well and the full plank, you know, well, really well for me. You know what I mean? I think the world record is like five and a quarter hours, isn't it, by some <laughs> former US Marine? And you I got, missed it by. I got up to I got up to a minute and forty. I got up to a minute and forty seconds for the full plank, and I thought, I oh, tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to have my feet up on a step. That's yeah. a mistake, wasn't it? What an idiot! What an idiot! Anyway, don't never learn. Been out every morning, out from hours, and then up Glenfield Road because all of the cherry trees are coming out, and it looks absolutely amazing. And then uh, walking up Glenfield Road to um, Western Park and then round the top of Western Park and then across to Brawny, through the centre of Brawny, down the, down the main avenue and then and then sort of home, but not along not along the main sort of avenue. I've gone uh, by by Fullhurst. I've kind of, you know, I've come around the back. Yeah. So, you know, sort of past the chippy and then and then drop down by the railway line. It's much more. And, it, and I've been out like about half seven in the morning. So it's been about like five mile walk, half seven till nine or something. Don't see many people, and the people that you do see at that time generally move out your way, you know. Because yeah. what I've noticed is, if I'm out, say if I've got if I've if I've got to go and once I've been around, you know, like um, Steve with the sight impairment, I've been yeah. out to kind, of, to kind of get some stuff for him. People just start don't won't move, you know. People sort of not not yeah. doing the two meter. That's, that's the thing, and it's etiquette. The coronavirus etiquette has yeah. not been adopted. Because yeah, yeah. I, I said, like, saw a couple are out in 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 the sun, loves young dream, holding hands, and 
it was like a fairly narrow path. They they remained hand in hand, side by side. Not one of them dips behind the other just to yeah. create a little bit more space. And not ju- I'm not just picking on a young couple. This happens over and over again. Did you go all passive aggressive on them? Did you? No, uh, did you... no I'm like, well, what? You what know, are you going to do? There's nothing yeah, you can what do. What are you going to do? Yeah. There's also um, yesterday when I went down... I went a different route yesterday and ended up, I suppose it would be the old Great Central Way, but they're actually like groups of lads drinking. That's yeah, not yeah. household. That's full mates who've, who have met up because it's sunny. Yeah. They want to yeah. sit outside. And, yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of, it's exposing a lot of things. It's something really weird, actually. You keep looking out the window. Like, I, I could see on to, to the post office, like above the church and yeah, to, yeah. to the post office. And... People are going to the cash point all the time, like which I know is their entitlement, but like, why, why cash? Loads of people get cash out today. What are you doing? Cash? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Good drugs. That's what they're doing. I don't know. I don't despair, I guess, but there are moments when you think, what the hell is going on? Like yesterday, we went for a walk down to the market. There's three, there were three traders in the in the in the market selling fruit and veg. And we've we've had a delivery. We get deliveries anyway, but we had a delivery from Vicky's Fruits in the market. But we also had a delivery last week of uh, amazing cheese and Hamilton bakery bread from Sherwin's, the kind of cheese place in the indoor market. And they're great, but I thought I'll wander down and get a load. Wander let's go into town, see how through the campus, see how busy it is, and then we'll go and then we'll go and get some bread. Yeah. And it was fine and everyone's there's no one around and it's kind of cool and then you sort of stand in in the market and i was sort of chatting to the woman at the, at the cheese counter at sherwin's about well how is it how's it been and she was sort of saying well generally it's all right but every now and then you'll get people who are just like what are you doing they're like you know they're cheek by jowl they're just like yeah. behaving as if it's as if there's nothing going on it's all yeah. it's just you know this is this is the old normal not not the new normal yeah weird right yeah I, I admire your middle classness to go out and hunt bread and cheese. Yeah, yeah artisan bread and cheese. Well, because oh, I've I've just been hitting refresh on majestic. Continue, but you restocking. I don't. I don't. I don't think the. I've got enough booze at home to float a battleship. By the way, but yeah, I still think I need more. Like. I've got, I've got, we've had a wine, another wine delivery. I've got, I was worried about whiskey, but I ordered a couple from, uh, I, I ordered a couple of um, Eilach from, uh, which is kind of the same as Lagavulin, which is my favourite whiskey, you know. So um, it's it's a secret distillery. Um, we discovered this in, when, when we were in um, Southall, in this kind of wine, this wine place in Southall. And the guy let me have a, let me have a, like a wee schnifter and it was really lovely, Eilach whiskey, you know. So, um I ordered a couple of those off from Master of Malt, so I'm. Um, How um, do you drink your Islay whiskey, incidentally? How do I drink it? Yeah. Like, neat, neat as anything, mate. Why? I thought you were supposed to, and I don't. I've got no reason to know this, but I, I thought you were supposed to put a small ice cube in it. Well, see, my problem. There's there's two things that are an issue there. The first is the use of of supposed to. I'm. I don't, I, I'm not having that, I don't, I'm not, not having, you know me for, well, I'm not having that. The second thing is, I'm from Walsall, I, I just, you know what I mean, it's just, I just have it, don't I, you know. Right? Yeah. And it was doing it properly, not really, I don't understand that, can't compute yeah. that, the idea of doing it properly. But anyway, so I've got enough whiskey in, I think, you know, I was worried, I was worried a couple of weeks ago, but I think order, balance has been restored to the force. 
when it comes to whiskey. Do you, do you measure your whiskey going back to the Walsall thing? And no, it just gets thrown in, doesn't it? I'm my mother's son, mate. It just gets poured in the glass. How many fingers? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. How many deep, fingers? <laughs> whiskey. Soul mining by the the. Oh yeah. That's what I've discovered this week. Oh yeah, what a record. Johnny Marr plays on that one. Plays on time on the Mind Bomb, doesn't he? Oh, Mind Bomb, yeah. Plays on Mind Bomb. But, oh, um, see the there. It was one of the best things I ever did. Oh my God, where'd you see them? London, probably. Back in the day. Yeah, when I was at university, definitely. I got into them because uh, when I was at Bristol, the guy next door to me in the hall of the residence, Hugo, who was a Oxbridge reject Old Etonian, he just listened to Infected over and over and over again. You know, this is like 1989, 90. Yeah. So I got into I got into that, but you know, because I had to get into that because he was playing it. But then got into their back catalogue and in particular yeah. Soul Mining. And I was saying this to a mate the other day, but when my my sister was um, in hospital in North in sort of North Birmingham in kind of 1989, 1990, when I was I'd be tra- when, we, when I came back either at weekends or to see her, or when I was kind of coming back from when I, you know during during um, college holidays, university holidays. Yeah. I remember working on you know be working on a factory floor and then and then traveling up to across from Warsaw to North Birmingham and I was in this little 2CV and it didn't have there was no like radio or anything in there no no cassette player so I just I'd got my old tape player on the seat next to me and was just like relentlessly playing soul mining just like and it, this week I think it's because Mark Riley on Six Music played it played Uncertain Smile and you know I was just like taken straight back and you look at the lyrics and like, oh my god it's a brutal set of lyrics really but an amazing set of lyrics so I've been really taken back to the 1980s and 1990s this week has he done any other stuff? Matt Johnson, isn't it? The name of yeah, that. I don't know really. There was a, there was another, there was another after um, Infected. There was another the other album, but I kind of couldn't. I just kind of didn't get it. Couldn't get it, and I don't know since. He was a real cussed sod, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, he was a bit a bit cranky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wee Jimmy, not Wee Jimmy, anyway. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel that the the Street Diary is going? Brilliant. Obviously, you'd always want to keep growing the number of people contributing, but even in the, the cluster who contribute regularly, the, the breadth of stuff that's coming through is just really unexpected, interesting. I keep thinking, now, oh, if I was going to try and analyse, you know, this auto-ethnographic way of submitting something, the, the, the issues that people are writing about, from the Prime Minister's health to how news is reported to artistic expressions of things. I think like, it's fascinating, really. I love the way I agree with you. I love the way it's been colonised. So you've got me and Chris next door doing the fact that we've used it to explore our kind of understandings of football and cricket a little bit more over the garden fence, you know what I mean? So maintaining that that distance, but then discussing, well you know, who and why, and it gives you a real kind of, there's a real psychological, it's really interesting psychologically in terms of kind of, well, what kind of football players do you cherish and what kind of, are you going with your gut or your or your head or your heart or what are you going with and what kind of play inspires you and kind of what memories get triggered? Because that's been the thing for me when we were kind of having those discussions over the garden wall where, well, actually I've got a time in this moment and with the street diary, I've got a time to sit and reflect on who I am and why and and where, you know what I mean? Where's this come from? And I thought I found that like really interesting. But and then the you know, there was like Jam who wrote about pot implants, you yeah. know, and that was kind of no, I'm, I'm hoping there's gonna be another one of those because I'm, oh, I'm not really it. into plants, but I thought, Oh, this is brilliant. Like 
Well, it's also well that's part of it, isn't it? The fact that you know people are kind of learning from each other. And then yeah. there was there was the there was the poem um, from Sandy down the road. I was kind of tearful, really. I felt, and also there's kind of there's been a kind of sense of honesty, I think, as well in sort of some of Tony's. Yeah, T- Tony's uh, reading that um, poem, the Roger McGough poem. I thought that was great. Thought it was great. He did it. I'm, I haven't got the strength of personality to record myself reading something, and I thought he, I thought it was brilliant that he would do that. Yeah. There's also the uh, your neighbour Chris wrote about how he appreciated your friendship in this time and i think that that's a really interesting thing as well yeah how how people are communicating with each other you know i know we're doing all of this stuff on video chats and things like that now and that's uh, but there's something to be said for actually just talking to somebody and absorbing their uh, mannerisms i suppose or their mannerisms don't know yeah there's this kind of certain character Istics that have kind of come out aren't there and and people different people's skills there's been a lot with joe and i were discussing it this morning on our kind of walk around that's the other thing i've noticed actually joe can write really well but she yeah. actually, it keeps it hidden under a kind of you know keeps that she's light hidden. Good, isn't she? that's why she yeah it's because she works with three-year-olds but uh, you know so i've really enjoyed kind of reading that as well and she took a long time to sort of gestate it i think there is there's someone up the road um who works at dmu uh, liz who said that she would write something as well because after i you know i'd kind of leafleted the road saying if you need anything contact me and uh, and she contacted me to sort of talk about that and said that she might she might contribute something there are a few people aren't there who would be really great to list hear from but who aren't sort of necessarily online so not part of a group that would find yeah. out about it you know. and, that's, and that's like the tricky thing is because historically, if you'd have done something like this, you would have put a leaflet through everybody's door and yeah. or communicated more directly. And yeah. And uh, but then on the other hand, you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't in this lockdown situation. So it's so. Yeah. So I think we've got what we've got: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine people. Kind of more than that now. I think there's like eleven or twelve other who've contributed. Yeah, so. That's great, right? So yeah, because Ben, my neighbour Ben, did that video. Yeah, can you tell him that video is hilarious. And has yeah. he got his tap fixed yet? Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the kettle kettle boils. The thing that got me was the pickaxe. <laughs> was the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a good video though. I also think it's been interesting in terms of the kind of where it's taken me in terms of music as well. I mean, obviously there's the there's the the, the thing has been on my mind, but also that uh, what Sarah said that Death Cab for Cutie song, yes. particularly you know because the, the lyrics all about you know don't die alone really, and it love is love is watching someone die, you know, and you sort of think shit if I'm if I end up in if I end up in hospital and that's not the case. Do you know anybody who's poorly? I don't thankfully. My sister-in-law was suspected. But she oh. uh, self-isolated at home and was very ill for a few days and is now fine, glad to say. Incident, you know how Death Cab for Cutie got their name? Yeah, it's from a film, isn't it? Film, yeah. It's a magical mystery tour, the Beatles. Yeah, that's right. The guy right. singing, and that's yeah. the song he's singing, Death Cab for Cutie. I, I've discovered them in the Offie, do you know the Offie over on Clarendon Park? Yeah, I was on thinking Clarendon about Park it the other day, but maybe and they could 
They must yeah. be doing sales. They've got to be doing off sales. But the um, but the guy, the there was a younger guy who who kind of worked in there, who also worked in the Criterion, and he was playing it. He's got like a, a an MP3 player or something, and was playing it. And I was like looking for some beers, and it was just like, oh, you know what, you know when there are some times, aren't there, when somebody's playing some music or you hear something on the radio and everything stops, and you think, oh my, God, I just got to listen to this now. Yeah. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? So he sort of said, you know, and um. There's kind of a couple of early albums, in particular kind of plans, just sort of thought, oh, my God, this is amazing. They're going to end up being one of those bands that I never, well, I will never have seen live that is one of my deep regrets in life. There's a show on YouTube. There's a couple of shows on YouTube that I kind of, I've been watching relentlessly. One is Low from their most recent tour at, at some place called the Fitzgerald Theatre, and it's just amazing. You know, they're an amazing band, and they do some Instagram live stuff on a Friday night. And the other one's this Death Cab for Cutie um, gig from 2018, I think, in um, St. Louis or somewhere, you know. So kind of discovered those as well throughout all, through all of this. I think that's been really interesting. Have you been dreaming? Yeah. You've, you, do you dreaming more than usual? Yeah, because I'm sleeping longer, I think, because I don't have to get right. up at between seven and half seven to get organised to get to work for nine. nine yeah. Hours. I've been dreaming loads. I can't remember any now, but I've been dreaming loads and it's been like very vivid. And also I've been taken back to the 80s and 90s, but definitely to the 80s and 90s. Maybe because I felt I felt trapped in the 80s and released in the 90s. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I've had all sorts of dreams. I think I don't find dreams per se quite interesting to talk about. But the fact that people are dreaming more is quite interesting if they are, you know. Do you remember that bit from um, Sue Townsend's Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, the first one? How old was he? Was he like 13 and three quarters or something yeah, like that? Yeah. And there's a bit in it because he's 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 in love with Selena Scott, isn't he? And he's like, and he's got these dreams about Selena Scott. And there's this moment where in there, I can't forget who it was. He's trying to talk to somebody about this dream of Selena Scott. And he's and this person turns around to him and says, "There's only one thing more boring than hearing about other people's dreams, and that's hearing about other people's problems." <laughs> Fair point, well made. I think. Yeah, well, I think that there is. I mean, I've definitely been kind of a little bit more, but there's something going on in my subconscious. Definitely something going on in my subconscious. I had this. Um, we we on this other blog, the No Nobed Policy, the Warsaw one, the, the Warsaw Football Club one. Yeah. We're writing about our three favourite goals. Actually, you have a, whilst I'm telling you this, you have to think about your three. Whatever scored three oh, goals. Oh, yeah, yeah, And there's loads of kind of standout goals for, for me that are related to kind of promotions or FA Cup wins or whatever. And I was thinking about it, and I don't know why I alighted on this, but there was something about we got promoted in '94-5 from the bottom division back up to our usual level of Division Three mid-table obscurity. And the three goals I wrote about were all from six weeks in March and April 1996. And it was just like really, you know, it's really interesting. You then sort of think, why? And then I started to think about that decade and that year and think, oh, man, actually, that was, I was moving towards a position where that was the kind of the first and potentially only time when I kind of had a strong sense of self, who I was in the world and why I was in the world. And maybe that's part of this and the street diary and thinking oh, about where we are. It's, it's like... This is your version of Fever Pitch. Who wrote Fever Pitch? Yeah, Nick Hornby. Yeah, Nick Hornby, yeah. Fever Pitch was... I like the things Nick Hornby's written, don't get me wrong, but at the time, the the idea that your life could be in tatters because you've won the FA Cup and come second in the league, like that's not the that's not the yeah. misery of a, of, of a true footballer. Yeah, okay. yeah no, 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 it's not. Isn't it? that's not. That's not Rochdale away on a wet Tuesday in it's February, not, is it? It's not. You know? 
Yeah. I was thinking about I was thinking about those you know those those goals in that game and like and and I think and I was sort of thinking it was kind of I've begun to sort of forget my kind of childhood concerns and the kind of those kind of future concerns had not yet hit me you know there was a kind of little there was a little moment in the middle when all of a sudden part life was out we were heading towards okay computer and and i was doing i was in the second year of my phd and things felt all right yeah this is like you, honestly you got the foundations of a david peace style novel no balls by richard hall <laughs> walsall in the 1990s yeah what a, what a backdrop though <laughs> what um what are you thinking of writing on that for the street diary what are you thinking about reflecting on coming up I started uh so what i like to do to to make sure there's an entry every day i don't really write anything until i'm fairly sure nobody's going to submit anything that day so at the moment i'm just gonna, the next one i'm going to do which i've half started was around five things i like about it five things that i dislike about it just a really easy one about the lockdown yeah well, I would like to be as creative as Tony and Sandy, and but I can't seem to get away from the fact of just like jotting things down. And yeah, jotting's fine though, isn't it? We're noting our way through this, aren't we? Or we're doing whatever it is we can to survive. Yeah. I mean, this will go up. I'll get this edited tomorrow, so this will go up tomorrow. I'm going to do something about how this has made me reflect on my time in long-term therapy. So yeah. I've, what are the things that I'm t- I've taken through long-term therapy into this pe- into this place, and how have I reflected on? everything we're going through in relation to that so i'll be um I'll, i definitely want to get that out yeah i think that's a good thing to get down as well because i was thinking one of the projects i'm working on at work at the moment i think there's going to be something around next year there's going to be some sort of mental health crash i think in that what little money has been put into mental health services so far is going to be wholly inadequate for the scale yeah. of problem yeah 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 backing up so if you just think all of those people who are working in the, in the nhs either frontline or the next tier of support they are doing some extremely pressurized work an emotional work as well you know i've yeah. read several articles about doctors and nurses holding people's hands as they slip away and that kind of thing so what's gonna you know when it's over and they stand back and reflect on that so you've got a whole piece of work there then i'm thinking about families who do lose some someone they are not going to be able to attend a funeral and and grieve in 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 the normal way with large bringing large sections of the family together so that's going that's going to be hundreds of people, if not thousands, who are affected in, in that way. There's I was no- thinking about that after we read a, um, we read something about from Italy. It might have been from that, that was it Italian doctor wrote about like maybe 10 days, two weeks ago, about this is what's coming for you. We're writing from your future effectively and was talking about that in terms of the way in which the state was having to kind of co-opt and, and manage funerals. And obviously there where you have a whole sit, set of rituals ar- around the kind of Catholic Church and, and the process there. People wanting to kind of sit with the body, maybe even wash the body, be with the body. You would have lots of people at the funeral. Better there'd be loads of rituals bundled around it. And I was sort of thinking about that in terms of my nan. In particular, I think we've spoken about this before, haven't we? But in terms of, and you know, it's been quite a difficult week because at the start of the week, you know, my aunt was had moved in with my nan because we thought that was it. You know, she was not very well at all. And I was sort of thinking about the numbers of people who who would go. My nan's a really gregarious person, so would there, you know, potentially there would be loads of people who would want to go and they couldn't go because it would be close family. Yeah. 
and then I'm you know then I'm thinking about well what what do we do after the fact once we've worked through this whenever that is do we have some kind of formal celebration and then burying of her ashes with my granddad or whatever it is and it it tears your heart doesn't it yeah yeah i also there's a more superficial psychological impact i don't know if the word superficial is correct in this context but i don't don't know quite how to explain it i was thinking about what about the generation of young people who are basically have never had to live without restraint so or restriction should i say so so if they want to watch a tv show they stream it to their phone or their tv if they want a new piece of music they stream it to their phone there's suddenly got this sense of being denied something yeah and and i think maybe as a young person this would affect you more not being able to go out and see your friends because it's a big deal when you're at secondary school and what we've been thinking about in the context of that is that there's a polish couple and a three-year-old over the back from us and we've been sort of saying hello to them and and it was interesting talking she, she had to be at home to look after the son and her mum had gone back to poland a couple of weeks before the lockdown for a holiday and doesn't have any family over there because the family are here now so she's trapped over there mm. and she's and the the woman that we were talking to she can't get any work at the moment she was a sort of childminder come cleaner come whatever you know and can't get any work now and she's at home. But the, the thing that really kind of got my heartstrings were, and it always is like this with young nursery age kind of boys, for whatever reason I identify, but but that he didn't understand why he couldn't see his friends. So, yeah. you know, we're, pl- we're, we're talking to him over the wall and obviously Joe's a nursery teacher so she can connect and all of that kind of stuff. But I just feel for him so much that he can't go play with his friends that he's used to. And, then, and it made Joe think about the children that she works with and teaches and how they are and are they are they angry are they scared are they okay do they, are they building new bonds with siblings or with parents or are they not are they in difficult positions yeah. and that may think about my work in the pupil referral unit with children who are you know vulnerable yeah and everyone's going to be different and but it's going to have i think there's going to be a broader challenge around reconciling some of these things for people i think reconciliation is a good word i think reconciliation what kind of society comes out of this not just down our road i think one of the things that's been lovely has been the 8 p.m thursday clap for the nhs just at our end of the street i don't know, I don't know what it's like at your end of the street yeah, but people are out at our end of the street i'm seeing people who i kind of have been on a nodding acquaintance with and now there's a you know it's a wave it's a kind of hello how are you yeah. and a, you know and a wave and all of that and that's really important i think people dropping rhubarb at, at the gate off their allotment or whatever it might be will yeah. will continue and that we you know we potentially have a way of saying the market can't solve everything that there are other things that we might bring to this yeah because i'm an idiot i clapped for the nhs at the rear of our house oh so, so i could hear everybody out the front doing it and then i was at, i was out the back so i was kind of joining in with the wrong street why did you go why did you do that why were you out the back just because it was that where you've been every week and you just thought i regret the very first one i'd read that the international space station was passing over and you wanted to see it trying to kill two birds with one stone yeah i could do the clap and see the space station i think that's important been at the front it's been nice you know there's more people kind of out people out of windows lots of helloing and it's quite the thing well the other thing that i've quite liked has been when we've been out for a walk you see uh see the ambulance coming by or whatever giving them a thumbs up or a victory sign or or whatever it's like really important 
that's yeah. going to be an important thing, isn't it, as we come out of this to show that the people upon whose people whose labour defines the kind of society that we that we have and that we've built is that we don't necessarily treat as we should. Yeah. About me, my rear window Hitchcock conspiracy thing. I can hear in the middle of the night ambulances and see yeah. the lights. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the Lester lullaby that is, mate. You think, well, in theory, there's no one around. Are the who are these people in the ambulances and stuff like that? You think? Yeah, I know, but they're heading towards, you know, they're heading to the right place. I suppose. Yeah, they're heading somewhere where someone's reported something, right? Yeah. Oh no! So this is ambulances coming back to the hospital. But you know, stuff's happened then, hasn't it? Yeah. Stuff's happened out out in Braunston or New Parks or Beaumont Lees or even further out. Stuff's happened. Can't breathe or there's domestic violence or there's whatever there is that's going on. Do you hear more birds tweeting? Yeah, it's amazing, right? Birdsong. Have you seen the amount of insects as well? Our ivy's our ivy's flowering and or our ivy's kind of coming out. It's covered in insects. It's amazing. The plants that, are, that have just started to flower as well. I love it. But yeah, loads more. We've seen heron, little egret crossing the sky, buzzards, buzzards. Seen the peregrine falcon off the cathedral over here. Got common gulls, but yeah, blue tits, great tits. Yeah. Uh, wren, robin, black, loads of blackbirds in the back garden. Yeah. If only next doors, cats would clear off. <laughs> yeah so what you got lined up for the weekend then i'm going to get up early and go jogging again tomorrow miss miss the crowds good early uh, get out early get out early then i've been been reading a book about robert kennedy JFK's brother. yeah 1968 yeah for uh about two years now because it's massive so they're flipping like Okay, yeah okay serious yeah, the reason is like you just can't travel with it so you need to be at home to read it so i'm gonna i've got about 100 pages to go maybe 70 so you gotta, you gotta get that nailed. gotta get it nailed right yeah i know how it ends but it was <laughs> yeah it's been uh it's been really interesting because he is seen as like a liberal icon but he actually wasn't that at the start of his career wasn't particularly liberal towards Martin Luther King and handing down the, the head of the Teamsters Jimmy Hoffa and that he was quite a uh, quite ruthless. Spent some yeah. time with the boys. Yeah, well, I'm obviously spending a lot of time with them anyway. So, but good. Sara did this really nice thing today actually. To, made this little garden workout where they spend 10 minutes running up and down doing squats list, lifting this little weight going up and down the garden steps and just to uh they're, they're not enjoying going out so we'll try and take them for a walk around the block yeah but they're very conscious of other people whether it's something they've seen on tv or the environment we're in they they don't like it at all so so we're just trying to make sure they keep exercising and so on got a little phone call tonight with my mate matt and then i've got tomorrow morning get out early for a walk might see you out early for a walk and then um, edit this podcast three o'clock it's the guardian football weekly collective kind of viewing is brazil italy from the 1982 world cup in spain that's a classic game right yeah so i'm looking forward to that and then yeah that's pretty much it probably get out for a walk again try and get a little bit of uh, routine in before we get before they put us into ultra lockdown no that's gonna be tough isn't it if they do that i think yeah well we'll need to see how the next kind of week 10 days go yeah in that moment it'd be interesting to see if there we get any shifting or change to the tone or tenor or content of the of the street diary entries if people are locked properly locked you're really frustrating for some people i think it's doing some people's head in already Right then, buddy. Great. Might, uh, might stop recording. That's quite. I think we've got. That's quite nice. We've had a little bit of, um, little bit of Matt Johnson, 
little bit of street diary, little bit of running, little yeah. bit of cherry blossom. <laughs>